We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with producer Cole, baby. The old man is still on paternity leave, being a great father, watching WrestleMania still somewhere else. But I don't want to interrupt him and make him record an entire podcast about it. Um, I'm sure we'll hear his thoughts at a later date. When he comes back, probably when we're talking AEW, we have like a month of wrestling to recap, which is going to be fun. Probably around, I don't know, WWE WrestleMania Backlash or whatever they call that stupid pay-per-view. We will be talking to him and getting his thoughts on everything. That'll be a good time to figure out what Andreas thought of this whole thing. But if you guys watched along with us, thank you to everyone out there. We had a live WrestleMania Night 2 watch party on Twitter and on YouTube. Go on to YouTube if you want, check that out. You can press play on night two and watch along with us. We started it about 10 minutes before the thing and we can just have a good old time watching it together like you were here. Um, if you aren't, that's fine. We'll give our recaps of night one and night two today, all the matches. We're gonna kind of try to keep it short and sweet because I'm in Puerto Rico. It is midnight. We're doing this right after WrestleMania. But of course, wrestling shows are never short and sweet. So let's have fun. Let's enjoy this. Cole, how we always start these off, and I'm going to do the same for this one, except we have to do two. What were your grades for night one and night two of WrestleMania? Night two just ending. I can start off with mine because I had night one already. Night one for me was a B, a solid B. Really good. Took a while to really get off the ground. We'll talk about those matches. But once it kicked into gear, great. Cool. I was very sports entertained. Night one, that's a B. Night two, and this is tough. I'm going to give night two a B minus because it started off strong. More sports entertainment, less pro wrestling. And the matches that were pro wrestling matches were okay, but WWE still kind of just WWE's ease you at the end. So it's just like the finishes didn't leave me with that. I'm fulfilled type of thing in the matches that weren't sports entertainment Mm -hmm. matches. So B, B minus, 
if I have to put those together, I'm not a mathematician, but probably 83% total for this WrestleMania, which trust me, I've had worse in the past. It was cool. It was decent. I will, I had fun for two days. Where do you stand? Well, yeah, I think, well, first of all, you know, I, I think we have to, this is, I think may, maybe the first podcast we've done since uh, Andreas had the baby. So congratulations to Andreas and he'll be back soon. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll get his thoughts on WrestleMania sooner rather than later. Um, well, I, I will say before I give the grade, I think ultimately I come away from WrestleMania weekend pleasantly surprised. I think our expectations, especially, you know, garnered to what, what we were talking about on the podcast last Sunday, I think we definitely exceeded expectations as far as WrestleMania moments and, and WWE reminding us that whether it might be the wrestling aspect of it, where AEW maybe picks up the slack here in the wrestling storytelling during the matches and the builds, especially on TV, WWE still comes through with moments. And there were a lot. There really were a lot in this WrestleMania that we'll go through. I'm going to give, I'm going to give, I'm, I'm probably, I think I'm going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit friendlier on my grading scale here. I'm going to okay. give, I'm going to give uh, night two, which, which, which we just watched uh, a B. I'm going to give it a solid B. I'm going to give night one a B plus. And I give night one a B plus because I think um, while tonight didn't have matches that I would deem as classics, there were definitely, I think you hit the nail right on the head. We were sports entertained um, this evening. And and once again, we are recording this right after WrestleMania night two. Uh, but night one, I think had two really, really, really excellent wrestling matches yep. um, that really delivered uh, both on a WWE scale of having those moments, but also just great wrestling matches. And, I I can't say going into this, I thought we were going to have one. And honestly, the match that I did think we were going to have one, which ended up being very good, I think Edge and Styles we'll get into later, was was a good old school wrestling match. I I can't say I expected those kinds of matches from the night one card, and we got a couple of them, and uh, really excited about that. So I, I come away feeling fulfilled about this year's WrestleMania. I think more so after last year, especially I think last year, like I, I come to think of it. I, I don't remember as much from last, last year's year. mania other than Sasha and Bianca uh, oh, highlighting yeah. night one. Um, so I think this, we come away from this WrestleMania with a lot of moments and uh, I can't wait to kind of break down each one because there, there's a lot to go over for sure. Let's dive into this. So night one, Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Booch. Um, tag team title match ends up being six minutes, 55 seconds. It was short. It was what it was. I, I thought it was decent. Not the best Usos match I've ever seen. It was supposed to be a nice little lukewarm opener, get the crowd hot. But unfortunately, uh, Rick tries to do a spot where he picks up both Usos at the same time. I think he's done this on SmackDown several times with other people, his leg gives out, ends up now we know, cause we're the day after he ends up tearing his quad. Um, and he's going to be out for an extended period of time about to have surgery. So we're going to see singles Nakamura again, uh, for a little while. We'll see what that leads to, but yeah, just kind of put a damper on that match. They had to 
really shorten that up, come out early. And so that match really didn't hit for me and led to the beginning of the card really not being great on night one. Yeah, I think, honestly, I uh, I, I think it's, it's a tribute to the wrestlers in the match to kind of make that look like as much of a work as it did. Cause I honestly, I thought the injury was part of the match. Uh, I did not actually think that his quad had buckled like that. Um, and I guess like when I saw the replay, it, it was one of those things that these kind of like injury storylines in wrestling happen so much that I've seen people be able to fake injuries before that I thought it was a work. So honestly, and, 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 and for perspective, I did watch, I watched night one, the morning after while I was on the plane today, because I was actually in Dallas, but I didn't go to WrestleMania. So you watched not, eight hours of wrestling today. I've watched eight hour, hours of wrestling today. <laughs> okay. Um, and I was not Seth Rollins opponent. Um, but um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, I thought the injury was part of the storyline. So I feel awful that that ended up being an actual injury that he had. And it's really an unfortunate way to start the night off. But I think, for the time that that match was kind of used to kind of warm up the crowd a little bit, you get a, obviously the draw of that match is getting a Shinsuke entrance at WrestleMania. We got that. I think it was sponsored. I think it was the only sponsored entrance. Yeah. They had like the Mike Hart, the Mike's <laughs> hard sponsorship going with it. And they hung out with the farmer for a little bit and obviously Pat back, uh, you know, dancing his butt off. So I think a, a good match, like a, a good match, in theory and on paper to start a WrestleMania, it's unfortunate the way that it turned out. And I, and, and I agree. It kind of, we got, we got out of the gate stumbling a little bit. Yeah. And then we end up going match number two, Drew Mack versus happy Corbin with Madcap Moss. Let me tell you this. Madcap Moss won the Andre the giant battle Royal on Friday, SmackDown. That is like a death knell in WWE now. Hey, hey it, well, you, win. you know, he got interviewed during the pre-show the next day. And I think the lower third said Andrew, the giant. So oh. he's run, he's won a whole new competition. So who knows oh. what we got from Madcap Moss? All bad. That person's getting <laughs> fired, by the way. That person's gone. Production, yeah, they, are, they are gone. Hey, but, you um, know, it's, it's a scary world out there working behind Mad, the scenes. It, Mad it, it is Moss. scary. Uh, yeah, that, that autocorrect to get you. Madcap <laughs> Moss is is the worst gimmick I've seen probably in the past five years. Yes, I understand retribution was a thing. Yes, I, I've seen Otis. I've seen um, almost, well, a lot of people will get to. Madcap Moss has such a ceiling. And yes, I remember someone was like, oh, do you remember Karrion Cross being a uh, dominatrix? Like, yes, I, I remember Gladiator dominatrix Karrion Cross. I remember Bearcat, Keith Lee, they were there for a hot second. They left. They're like, I'm out of this. Madcap Moss seems to be enjoying this. And this mini push is just a sign of, bro, this is all we're ever going to give you. And this gimmick with suspenders, Madcap, you're never going to be a world champion with the name Madcap Moss ever. So it is um, limited as a gimmick. He's just a lackey for a happy Corbin. Please make him Baron Corbin again. Um, but for what seems like the eighth time in the past three months, Drew McIntyre defeats Happy Corbin, poses with the sword, gets a mini WrestleMania moment, and he goes over. Didn't do much for me. Again, I just saw this in Saudi. I saw this the month before. I've seen this feud for three months, and Baron Corbin has won none of the, none of the matches. 
I think they had a handicap match. They still lost. It's just been one-way traffic. So I'm looking forward to Drew getting something. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the end of night two, but Drew might be in contention for something bigger, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this this whole feud was the keep Drew relevant uh, angle. Um, and I think uh, in, in honor of Andreas not being here, you know, he he's, he made the point very clearly that we're able to make a match at WrestleMania for Happy Corbin and Drew McIntyre, but we can't defend damn belts. Like either, either IC or United States Championship. This is a spot like, and and I think I think you you brought it up last Sunday of just put a put an IC belt on somebody in this match. Just just do it. Just throw it in. Just so like the belt is relevant in this picture and makes this match mean something. I think, um, you know, again, in the grand scheme of things, this feud was never going anywhere. It was just kind of meant to keep Drew active, really, and, and keep Drew in in the uh, in the picture. And, and Drew's in a weird spot because Drew's time with WWE as him as champion came with no crowd. And that's always been kind of an awkward thing. He was a, he was the title holder when, when we were right at the height of the pandemic. Yeah. And even when he got to WrestleMania at Raymond James stadium, where there was a crowd and we were still doing Thunderdome, the belt was gone, you know? So he, he got his moment in the company, but like, did he really get like so much of getting your moment in the company has to do with, wwe universe and the fans yeah and he never really got to have that so i appreciate that they're still trying to keep him in the picture obviously he's still you know he's the prototypical wwe superstar huge athletic can do all the things usually works very good matches um so it is interesting to see where he goes from here i do want to shout out the fact that a lot of these matches early in these cards both on night one and night two we were very critical of the buildup yep. in a lot of these matches, but shout out to the people who are cutting the promos and the video packages for these matchups, because they did a terrific job with all of them and made the, these matches seem like they had been built correctly, even though on the TV schedule, they did not. And I think that's a fair criticism, but whoever put, whoever picked the shot of, sad Corbin with the ketchup on his shirt, looking right into the camera. And it said one year ago, and it was a freeze frame. And it was like, this was me a year ago is a hero. And I just want to say thank you because I cackled on the plane. As soon as I saw that, uh, the producer so sure in you was tickled. When you oh, the, oh, oh, the video, the video editor in me was, was very tickled. I was like, that's, those are the shots you live for. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was a uh, great, great job by the WWE production team, putting these things together. Uh, so big shout out there, but yeah, we, we got through that match and then we get to the good stuff. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Um, next match, I guess somewhat good. We start going again. It's a bill. We're trending. I guess we're trending up. We're trending yes. up. We have the Miz and Logan Paul versus Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio still does very little for me. Um, we didn't get the turn that I predicted in our last show, but the Miz is the Miz, one of the best heels in the company. And Logan Paul looked like he belonged in this match. To be fair, the guy's athletic. He's boxed. I mean, he boxed Floyd Mayweather. Like, you say what you want. 
but he was in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. He did step inside the ring right. for sure and, and throw punches. He's one of only 51 people on this earth that could ever say that. And it's just one of those things where the character, the charisma, the confidence, he's not scared of the bright lights. Again, because the moment, that that's a big moment. You say what you want. That's a huge moment. People would just be scared and shocked and frightened. Like, he understands how to act in big moments. And he did that here. And I thought he delivered. And the biggest thing this entire weekend is all of the celebrities in real matches all delivered big time. They were all prepared. We were so shocked to see Bad Bunny do it last year. Oh my God, Bad Bunny's incredible. Now they're all doing it. Like, they're just like, if you want a match, you better bring it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Logan Paul did. He looked great. The the little nods to Eddie Guerrero, the shimmy, the frog splash. That was cool. And then we get a turn, but it's The Miz turning on Logan Paul. And people are like, you know what? I kind of want to see Logan Paul versus The Miz. <laughs> so maybe we see Logan Paul come back again and they extend that feud because Logan Paul might leave as a baby face and come back and feud with Miz. And I'll be okay with that because he had, again, he had a good outing. It was fun. And then WrestleMania really started to go on the upward trend for night one after this match. Yeah. I think, I, I think anyone too shocked by Logan Paul's performance, <laughs> I, th- I think the Pauls have at this point, can, if they haven't convinced people, then people just aren't watching and they're not paying attention that uh, they're actually pretty good athletes. Yep. Um, and they're committed to what they're doing, you know, say, say what you will about Jake and, and say what you will about Logan, but they, when they do something, they, they, they buy in 100%, which is honestly in WWE is the most important thing that you need to be able to do is buy in. Um, and everything from the ring attire that, that, that he came in with. I mean, the, the guy wore a damn Pokemon card, um, as his, as his, as his, as his chain, it was a amazing. Dollar Pokemon card, and, by and, the, the suit, and like even like the commentary had to bring it up, and like it was, it was made a thing. Um, you know, it, it is interesting that um, Logan's being set up here to to be a babyface in 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 a feud here with the Miz. Mm. Granted. You can't really make the Miz a baby a baby face here. I mean, the Miz is the Miz is the Miz. So, uh, but I think put keeping the Pauls involved uh, is just it's money on the table. And if there's anything that WWE knows, it's they know if they're going to be booking something, where the money's at, you know, and where the moments are coming from. And yeah, he was he was terrific, and he did he did the little shimmy at the on the top rope. Yeah. A la Eddie Guerrero, um, <laughs> which was which was awesome and a great heat moment. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a platform for Logan Paul to succeed. And I think that's the way that this match was always going to be. And he did a great job. Um, and and again, pairing him with the Miz, the the Miz, as years have gone on, I think people are starting to appreciate his reliability. The man is a um, Hall of Famer. The guy has has come through with any sec- and 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 if i remember correctly he was the one he him and john morrison were the ones doing the bad bunny match last year yep so clearly like the miz is someone that they depend on to go okay we need you to pull this off and the miz understands that this is a business of 
moments. Is the Miz going to give you a five-star match? No, but that's not who the Miz is. The Miz has been a character who's been able to execute these kinds of matches and these kinds of moments throughout his career. And the last two WrestleManias are honestly a tribute to, to, to him and his ability. So honestly, a lot of credit goes to the Miz and, 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 and it won't be appreciated. I think until his career starts ending and, and, and go and, you know, starts trending down, but he really, they're in safe hands when, when they throw the Miz into a match like this. And that's a skill. That is a genuine skill you need to be in WWE and to be in WrestleMania matches year after year after Man's, year. So big shout out to the Miz. Man's going on 20 years, almost 20 years. Of he career. just keeps doing it that's, and he keeps and, doing stuff. And he, and he's had great wrestling moments too. Yeah. Especially when we think about Daniel Bryan and, and his just, you know, his, his kind of work shoot, whatever it was. I mean, he's, he main events at a WrestleMania. He did main event of WrestleMania. See, I'm say, say, say that. Say, and it's like, say what you will. He has. He's main event to the WrestleMania. So, like, the man has an incredible career. And uh, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. No. He has the and show. He, he does so much more than what a title means. And he's, he's almost become bigger than that in the company. He is a he's a he's a surefire gun in the holster for WWE. Yep. Anytime that they need a specific person to fulfill a role, he's there and he does a great job with it. So yeah, kind of stepped big, in the Jericho shoes. Jericho oh, had that for for a while. Like. Yeah, I think I think and and, and in different and in a very different way and Wait, in his yeah. own way uh, and and in a in a more modern take on what WWE views its superstars as. Yeah, um, you know I think Jericho did it much more from a wrestling side and and Miz while well, he can. And wrestle obviously there's so much of an entertainment value that comes with the Miz and he knows how to deliver time in and time out so big shout out to this then we get arguably the match of the weekend Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's <laughs> Championship the entrances incredible first and foremost Becky Lynch looking like a million bucks coming out of the expedition coming down to the ring. Love the new haircut. Obviously <laughs> crazy enough um, that they worked that into the storyline. They had the injury angle, the, the haircutting, the, the screw job at SummerSlam promo package of the weekend as well. Um, right here, incredible storytelling. They tied it all in something that didn't come across on weekly television. Like you said, even though this was the best built on weekly television, but that package really put into like a nice, neat um, bow on top of the box. Then we get Bianca Belair coming out, Texas Southern University band. She got the full mm. HBCU band coming out. Mm. Looks like a million bucks. Um, kind of has like a, a what's her face from Roger Rabbit theme to her gear um, coming out. And I was just like, okay, cool. Like that's dope. Everything looks great about her entrance and then they get into the ring and the match from bell to bell delivered for me. They had callback spots, teases stuff um, from their feud before you could tell their chemistry is just so comfortable with each other to me for my money. This is the best Becky Lynch match I've ever seen her have in WWE or in NXT. I thought this was perfection from her. Um, I still think, Maybe Bianca, Sasha last year was a little bit better, but this we're splitting hairs at this point. Bianca has back-to-back bangers of a match. At the end, you still really didn't know who was going to win. Like, that's some of the best matches ever. And then 
You have Bianca hitting the flip from the turnbuckle, coming through, hitting the KOD, her finisher on Becky Lynch. Everyone going crazy. The entire crowd pops. Bianca gets another WrestleMania moment. And it's just like, okay, if she's that person, let's make sure we treat her like that person year round. We shouldn't just have to wait for Mania to correct your mistakes throughout the year. You know, but you have several people who are that person in the women's division, right? Like, we'll talk about Sasha Banks here shortly when we get to night two. But, you know, it's not always Charlotte must pose, right? Like, Rhea Ripley looks like a million bucks. She looks, and she's young enough to be the future of this division. You have all four horsewomen. Bailey's about to come back. Oscar mm-hmm. is about to come back from injury. You have Io Shirai, who is going to move up at some point. Got to get her in there. Yeah, like you you have a solid eight, nine women who are the women. Liv Morgan's working her way into a different a different realm. Um, people could say what they want, and maybe if they ditch the stupid fiend gimmick, Alexa Bliss has proven that as a normal-ass Alexa Bliss – she can be in that conversation. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. As a talent, Naomi, not as a Naomi as well. Naomi, like you, you have people who are like, you know, you know what? They're AEW for everything. They're amazing. They only have one Britt Baker. They only have one Jake Hardgo. The rest of the division are like, okay, these are women wrestlers. The WWE has nine legit superstars as women. When you go horsewomen, the the get you know Rhea, um, everyone else they're building under that, and that's not even to say like other people can't be. It's just the line, the talent is so deep that they have to remember like what you're doing for Bianca. Treat her special throughout the year, but also make sure you give these other people opportunities as well. So um, this match though, incredible. Sign me up all day. These two can you know fight forever. Give me those chants. My match of the weekend, um, the right person won. Bianca Bella won. And now Becky Lynch could chase, or she can go into a different feud, or Bianca could feud um, with a returning Bailey, who is a heel, or some. There's plenty of people for Bianca to go after. Uh, can't wait to see what's next for her. But yeah, my match of the weekend. Uh, could not agree more. This, is, this was match of the weekend, 100%. Um, and there were there was a lot of great moments and and good matches. I, I I the match we'll talk about next I think follows up uh, behind it, but I think as far as match of the weekend I don't think it's even close. These two tore the building down. Uh, this was this is one of the I I mean maybe this is a hot take, but at least in like the last couple of WrestleManias that we've had the past few years. Granted, we had the Raymond James one and then the COVID one. This might. This is one of the best WrestleMania matches I've seen in in quite a few years. Um, from from bell to bell and before the bell, um, and yeah, and I would and you know uh, Bianca and Sasha last year was iconic in that moment, and it was a very very good match. But I think there was a there was a sense of confidence that came with Bianca Belair in this matchup. Of I've done this before. I know this spot. And she got into the ring with someone who it's Becky Lynch. It's the man is maybe the most over woman in the entire division in the entire world of wrestling. I mean, even though she is a heel in this matchup, 
she's still so over. And she did an amazing job, Becky Lynch, wrestling this match as a heel. And her her storytelling as a heel wrestling in this match. Say what you will about her promos outside of it. It's very hard for her to get people to boo her because she is so over, but she wrestled this match as a, as an incredible heel and Bianca, it was a showcase for Bianca's ability in the ring and as a personality and, and it all started at the entrances and the pace of this match at the beginning was so ridiculously technical I mean, it was like the first five minutes, there must have been like 20 or 30 pinfall attempts, but it was just all them reversing and grappling, going through all these different holds. And it was just like, it was Becky trying to get out of this match early again. She started it the same way as Summer. There's just, it hit so many storytelling bump, you know, beats in the match. I, I can't get over how good it was. I really can't. And I mean, You've got Bianca doing a 450 splash from the second rope. And then you've got even the mess up, I guess, like the botch, you could even say, mm-hmm. ended up working in the match's favor, in which Bianca got smacked right in the face with a boot from a flip. And it ended oh. up working. It ended up being like just so <laughs> stiff that it worked. And I mean, Bianca's like, like, you can tell is- at the. Ooh. You can tell at the end of the match when she was like lifting up the belt, her eye was like already starting to shut. Like she got cracked with that boot and, and she still went today. on to finish the match. Yeah, yeah. And still went on to finish the match. Um, these two women should be incredibly proud of what they did in that ring. Um, Becky was unbelievable. Her entrance coming in and doing the kind of almost kind of like fashionista kind of entrance with the new hair and her outfit. She's really kind of leaning into the big time Bex thing and it is starting to work. I think it's taken some time, but I think whatever's transpired in this last week has really started to work. And Bianca Belair, if we didn't think she was a super superstar after the WrestleMania last year, there's no doubt about it. She is an absolute superstar and Yeah, this women's division gets really exciting. Like you said, Alexa Bliss starting to come back to normal. People forget Alexa Bliss carried the division as the main heel for a long time uh, because her work on the mic is terrific. Um, And, you know, yeah, like Asuka comes back. Asuka still got to get a WrestleMania moment. We got to get you try up there. But, you know, there, there are some dogs at the top that are really, really good. And Bianca has shown that there is the four horsewoman Bianca belongs right up there. Right. Next and um, amazing, amazing. And so far, so far, so far, easily women's match of the year. So far there's a long way to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like just, just watching that and, and unlike on the plane, just the biggest smile. Cause that was just so, so good. In my opinion, if something deserves a five-star match from these two nights, that is it. Yeah. Granted, there's, best there's match. other things in throughout the weekend, like probably best match of the entire weekend is the Briscoes versus uh, the Revival or FTR um, at ROH. Like, incredible match, right? Like, that's probably a five-star tag team match and probably best match of the weekend, I think I, it I th- is. And I think, I think the, t- the tough part to remember with, you know, 
to, to make sure that we all have perspective on these things as a wrestling community, as wrestling fans, there is a big difference when you do these matches in front of a small crowd and 80,000 people in a football stadium, different, different level. There, there are, there are levels to this and that's not to say that doing it on a smaller scale is worse or better, but just like the amount of pressure that's on these people to perform. And we're even going to talk about, especially night two and the celebrities pulling this off um, and some certain commentators pulling some certain stuff off. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure to do and to see these people execute on the highest level at the highest level. It crush it. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, um, absolutely amazing. All right. Next match, Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. First of all, it was Seth freaking Rollins versus blank. Oh, we all WWE vacant. Yes, uh, we all knew. Uh, shout out to Vankin on Twitter. It's an amazing account. Um, <laughs> but the music hits. First thing that jumps out is Kingdom. Cody keeps the theme song, which is a de facto WWE diss track. It's pretty much the equivalent of Biggie telling Tupac, like, hey, we can tour together. And Tupac coming out and his first song is hit him up. Like that's 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 what Cody Rhodes playing Kingdom was that's at WrestleMania. Uh, that's, that's what it is. That's and great. Uh, still, it knocks. So what can you do? And the entrance was incredible. It's far removed from six years ago when he was Stardust coming out and pulling out the dusty ladder with the polka dots for that uh, IC title ladder match, and. He feels a lot different. I maintain everyone who listens to the show knows the beef between me and Cody Rhodes, but um, I maintain that he's still not the greatest worker in ring. Sure. I think the character work is bar none. I've always said as a character person, he pulled off Stardust. Dashing Cody Rhodes was an amazing character. Like not being able to look at his face and everything like that was incredible. Once he did get his face like broken and like thought he was mangled. The guy is a good character. He's good on the mic. Um, there's something there that's polarized. I give that to him. I just don't think he's the best wrestler in the world, which he does. There's an article that came out, Vanny Fair, I believe. There he says he is the best wrestler in the world. You are not the best wrestler in the world. You can strive to be the best sports entertainer in the world. And I think this is what we saw night one of WrestleMania. It's that if you can wrestle above average or average in the WWE, let's say average for anyone in any promotion, you become above average in the WWE. And if you mix that with great character work, you can be exceptional as a talent in the WWE. Cause you can honestly not wrestle a lick in the WWE, be an incredible character and it'll carry you far away. <laughs> we'll talk, we'll talk like, about how that kind of f- factors into the main event. But yeah, continue. <laughs> but like you, you, you really don't have to, the bar is very low in terms of like actual pro wrestling. Um, if you can do it, it's a plus. So he's only adding to that. He is in the right place as good as AEW was to him and as great as he had to run there until the end where people start booing him, really all he had to do was turn heel. He would have been fine, right? But whatever, he didn't want to turn heel. Stuff transpired. He's in the WWE. 
he's great at what he does and what he does is even better in the WWE than it could have ever been in AEW. Yeah. He he was never going to be Kenny Omega. He was never going to be Daniel or Brian Danielson. He was never going to be CM Punk. Um, I'm not sure if he was ever going to be Adam Cole in terms of a wrestler. You you have to wrestle on a different level there. And your character work could then come along with it. Mm-hmm. Whatever style of wrestling, because even Moxley isn't a traditional wrestler but he is the best at his style, one of the best in the world. So it works. Cody's not one of the best in his styles of wrestling. His style of wrestling is WWE, to be honest. Like, that's where you learned. Like, that is your style. It it just, you were never going to be those guys there. And in the WWE, though, you, you went and added enough of the other stuff elsewhere to come back home and be like, oh, yeah, I'm better than all y'all, which I don't think that's the case, but still, you got a shot. You you could be the upper echelon here in some degree. Hmm. So uh, much like we saw from Drew McIntyre, he went, he left, he added enough of the indie stuff, really became a, a really good wrestler, to be honest. Added more character traits, more depth, changed his look, tons more muscle, came back to Drew WWE. Drew McIntyre is a great comparison. Yeah, came really back to the comparison. WWE and was like, yeah, now I'm the guy. Like now I've added enough elsewhere where even on the Indies, if he went to AEW, he'd be okay. But he came back to WWE and was like, oh, now you're a really good WWE guy. So people who are struggling as WWE guys, not indie darlings, but like people who are like middling as WWE guys who can't find their way per se, like um, uh, what's his name? Elias, right? Mm-hmm. You look at a guy like him, even a guy like maybe a Chad Gable, you look at, someone like people who've been in the system and only that system may benefit from leaving at some point and then coming back because it's like, you've got to add just a little bit of indie flair and get your own voice and then come back. Then you're off and running. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes people want to fit indie darlings into the WWE model and see their faves reach the pinnacle of that. And be like, yo, sometimes that's just not for them. Which I'm glad we got AEW and everything else now. It's like that they're never going to fit that because that is an audience of one. That is an audience of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. They're never going to fit that. But the guys Vince thinks is, are going to fit that, that fizzle, may be able to go grab some of that indie shine that we love, come back and really be what Vince wanted them to be. You know, like that Vince has this in mind. If Austin Theory, for any reason, we'll talk about Austin Theory night too. If he doesn't end up working out how Vince thinks, Austin Theory is young enough to leave, come back, and be the man when he comes back. Because Vince does have a great eye for talent and what works in his company. Sometimes he just doesn't have the, the time to let it ferment it and grow into what it needs to be. Brock had to leave to be the Brock that we see today. I'm not sure if Brock, Brock was incredible, that first one, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if Brock is who he is today if he doesn't go to the UFC, win the heavyweight title, and come back. Absolutely. And even so, then, that took, that took some time, time to kind of figure his next stage yeah. of his character. Went to New Japan, won the title. He got enough of some other stuff to come back and be different. You know, there's only so many John Cena's, Randy Orton's that figure it all out in WWE. Like, that's, that's not the norm. Sometimes you got to bounce and come back. So I think Cody is uh, the next in the prime example for that. 
the match itself with him and Seth freaking Rollins was a very good match. Yes. You know, just the match itself. Cody worked it like he worked a lot of his matches in AEW. Yeah. And it, it, it looked good because here at WWE, here at WrestleMania, those look exceptional. But that's a dynamite match. Like him and Sammy Guevara before he left for the TNT title might be better than this match. Yeah. Yeah. The ladder match or whatever. Yeah. Might oh, be better than this match. That was his final match. That was AEW. it. That was it. Dropped the belt. Sammy Guevara did like some crazy shit off of the thing. He he did the superplex off of the ladder. Amazing match. And probably is better than the Seth Rollins match. But again, the stakes, the environment, the company matter. Yeah. And the storytelling, who's Rollins' opponent, Rollins finally gets to go, Vince McMahon's choosing. It made it feel bigger than that match with Sammy Guevara. So it's rated differently. Yes. 80,000 fans, the people popping. So Cody came out to booze against the Sammy Guevara match. People didn't want him yeah. there anymore. Came out to cheers here. The match feels different. The match itself might not be as good, but the environment changed it. So I think they they delivered. It's it's a match similar to what he's been doing in AEW. He took enough of that style to be pro wrestling efficient, and he is very good at sports entertaining. He's the son of a son of a plumber, and the guy grew up in sports entertainment. People people would say what they want about Dusty, and Dusty was great on territories and all this stuff. He was a treasure to NXT because he taught the promo class. He taught people how to sports entertain. Dusty was amazing on the mic. He was amazing in a polka dot gimmick when he should have never been in a polka dot gimmick. That guy is the workman's guy. And they put him in a polka dot suit and showed his belly. <laughs> like it's his son was gold dust. He was like, son, you, you we had cowboy boots on yesterday in WCW. But Dustin, you got signed by WWE and they want you to play an androgynous character. That'll be kind with saying androgynous. You, they want you to play a certain type of character and you go out there and you play it. And hey, goddamn, if Goldust isn't an iconic character. So like this family knows how to do that. They know how to sports entertain. And Cody's back doing what he should be doing. That's sports entertaining. So, uh, I thought it all came through second best match of the weekend, but I liked it. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> he can't, you can't, we'll you can't go shit. too. You Night can't two go got too some craziness. Far. It's not you a got, real match. Well, match. yeah, I, I, and, but, um, and I know, I know you're feuding with Cody, so you can't give him all the credit, no, but it was, I mean, as good as his debut could have went and Seth Rollins is incredible. Seth oh. Rollins is one of the top wrestlers on the panel. People just, it takes two, it takes two to here. tango. Yeah. Um, Seth is great selling everything they put into this match 21 minutes 40 seconds longest match of night one they deserved every minute of it and uh yeah i thought it was great yeah uh yeah i think all all that all that on cody is wonderful perspective i think this was this was probably this was the worst kept secret in all of wrestling that this was going to happen but cody is cody is interesting and he's really interesting now. And you can't say that about him six years ago. And you want to talk about someone. <coughs> Cody Cody could have been a WWE company man for the rest of his career if he really wanted to. With his, his last name. 
he really could have done that, right? He was doing Stardust. He was doing, you know, like like Dashing Cody Rhodes was a great character, but where was he? Midcard, mm. right? He could have been that guy for the rest of his career. And this is someone Cody, and I think what Cody Rhodes gets criticized a lot on the internet for, but is also his best character trait is that Cody is not perfect. Cody chose the path of most resistance. He could have stayed in WWE and taken his paycheck and lived off that family name all he wanted. Oh yeah. But he said, no, that's, I have a dream and he's made that perfectly clear what that dream is. Now he wants, he doesn't want a title. He wants to be a WWE champion. And he had to take a different path to get there. And this is a story of someone being willing to take that chance and bet on themselves to do that, bet on themselves so much that you bite the hand that fed you on your (laughs) way to getting back to it. It's an amazing story when you really wrap it up. And I think everyone was so confused when Cody's going to go back to WWE and suddenly it all happened last night and it all made sense. It was beautiful. It was fucking poetic. He, he spent six years away from the company. He goes to new Japan. He goes and meets his all elite friends and they decide to go make a freaking wrestling promotion to rival WWE. And it goes so far as to make the argument that it's the main competitor to WWE. And that has since been solidified as this last year, year and a half has gone on. And he, and he hasn't been perfect in any of this journey. And he's admitted that himself. He would go in, he, he went into AEW with a theme song that dissed WWE. <laughs> he broke the damn throne. He pulled out the sledgehammer. Sledge he just pulled out the sledgehammer six months ago. <laughs> the dude was still rubbing Triple H. And he would say on like in media appearances, like I, I don't, I, there's no way I would go back. I can't go back. I, I've burned the bridge. I've gone too far. You can always, and this is what people can forever. You can always go back and you can always go home. And, and you want to know why you can always go home because those six years gave you the credibility that you didn't have because you were willing to step out and bet on yourself. And and, and tell people that were maybe your biggest supporters at one time, you told them to stick it somewhere where the sun don't shine. Yeah. And you're going after Triple H and you're going after Vince McMahon. And you're trying to stand up for yourself and your family. And the road somehow leads you back to where it all began. People say, say what they want. The yeah. top is the top. Yeah. Right? Like AW is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. My grandma doesn't know AEW. Yeah. My kids don't know AEW. Um, sometimes I can maybe post AEW on Sports Center account at work. No, WWE is the top. My yeah. grandmother knows WWE. She knows Stone Cold Steve Austin. I watched that match night one. We'll talk about it in a second. 
with her because she wanted to see Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like everyone understands DX crotch chops. They understand Hulk Hogan. They, they know WWE, WWF. People don't know AW. So when people, they may not like it, but Seth Rollins saying, welcome back to the big time, bitch. Is awesome. Amazing so quote. Good. <laughs> AW is incredible, but that shit ain't WWE. It ain't 80,000 in the middle of Cowboy Stadium. It ain't like that. That's cool. Like you can star in a DC movie and it's a movie and DC is a comic book and that shit has a huge budget and you can be Aquaman, but you ain't Tony Stark. Like this, yeah, this shit exactly. ain't the MCU. Like there's levels to this mm-hmm. game and there's levels to the big time. And yeah. um, I, as good as a company as AW is, we're going to let them grow. We're, I'm not knocking them at all. No, no. But there's levels to this. And yeah, it's it's the pinnacle. And 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 I I I think and Cody's going to there's going to be so many people on Twitter, you know, everybody wants everyone to be so fucking perfect. And especially the wrestling crowd on the internet can be especially cruel and unusual. And sometimes it's in funny ways, but Cody is not a perfect human being. If if anything What's amazing about Cody's journey is he's almost the person that he took his anger out on these six years is the person he most reflects. Yeah. He's Triple H. Yes. He's, he's Triple H. Triple H retiring on the weekend Cody comes home is incredibly poetic. So fucking poetic. I fucking <laughs> love wrestling. I fucking love wrestling. You can't script this is it any better. So fucking good i mean i'm sorry we need to take a moment here to realize how good this moment with cody rhodes is and he came out to the same damn music they ripped it right out of AEW, and that crowd ate that shit <laughs> up and he came in with the blonde hair and that stupid neck tattoo and it was beautiful and he wrestled and then on top of all this stuff and I, and, and, and we'll, we'll move on shortly, I promise. But this was just, ama- I, I, my mind was blown as just as all this was going on. And on top of that, he had the perfect person to debut against in Seth Rollins. So like, I think we're talking, this was Cody's moment, yep. but this moment isn't as big as it is without Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins should get, so much credit for his role in this. And Seth Rollins has played so well into this character. Uh, and I, I think you nailed it on the head. I mean, the fact that the mics picked it up is perfect. Welcome back to the big leagues, bitch was <laughs> incredible. And they wrestled a really good, uh, just a really good wrestling match and shout out to Cody Rhodes doing cartwheels as stardust and then he finishes the match, lining up the pedigree, and then looks to the sky and beco- becomes son of a son of a plumber. And he does those jabs, those jabs, bionic elbow, hits crossroads, crossroads, finishes it. Whatever happens with Cody Rhodes going forward, this was Cody Rhodes' career-defining moment and if he never gets a title that he's chasing i think he should be able to look into a mirror and say like that six-year journey culminated in that moment at wrestlemania 
I fucking did it. Could have never done this shit at Stardust. It was all I, <laughs> I fucking did it. So we can give crap for Cody Rhodes maybe not being the most, the greatest wrestler of all time. And and again, he's he is not a perfect human being, but we need to embrace that. And that was amazing for Cody I'll, Rhodes. That was I'll amazing tell you this. for Cody Rhodes. And we'll go on to the next match, but I'll tell you this. This automatically made me think like, yo, I, I love Kingdom as a song, right? Like in Cody's song, it's yeah. like the best part of him. I love the entrance. Um, when, when Jericho comes back, Ooh, AW's great. AW's great. AW has new stars. He did what he had to do for AW. He's the first champion. Amazing. All this stuff. I think there's going to be a time where AW doesn't need Jericho. Jericho doesn't necessarily need AW. I think when he comes back, the pop, and I hope it's at the Rumble, the pop. When Judas hits, <laughs> you're talking about a song and an entrance. When Judas hits and everyone sings Judas in front of 80,000, this Cody thing is nice. And I give him a clap. When Jericho comes back and Judas hits at WrestleMania and they cut it off when he's in the ring and everyone else keeps singing, it'll be 100,000 people singing Judas. That shit will give you chills. I mean, Jer- Jericho Jericho was already, like, he was already getting those extreme pops when he was doing stuff in New Japan with Kenny Omega and yeah. was still technically kind of like half in, half out with WWE. And I, I remember, like, he did, he did Painmaker over in in yep. new Japan with Kenny Omega. And he came back for some raw special and he had the long hair, long hair was back and he was hanging out backstage and the camera showed him and that crowd. He fucking erupted. erupted. And it's not like Jericho needs any help getting a pop in WWE, but like, it was just that moment of like, Oh, it's Chris Jericho. This guy is still the man. And he's only gone over to AEW and, and he has, you're absolutely right. He has fulfilled that duty over in AEW. And however long that continues, he will continue to be in that role. But there is going to be a moment where there is a swan song. That's it. And, and when seeing as he he's a musician and, and he loves Led Zeppelin, there will be a swan song. He hasn't had him. Judas in the WWE Ooh. as his music. Man. And that shit will go crazy. I don't That's even care. Next- if it's a WWE Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. When that hits, it's next level. And it's a game changer. Um, next match, because no, we're taking good. a long time on that. Uh, well, uh, yeah, these, these two matches were always going to take a while to get through. Of course. Sure. They were the best uh, matches of the Charlotte Flair oh, defeats Ronda Rousey. 18 minutes, 30 seconds. <sighs> It was a match. It I don't even was, gotta talk. Like, it's, it it yeah. was a match. Like that, you know, don't say nothing nice if you don't got nothing to say. Like, I, I, don't say nothing if you don't got nothing nice to say. Like, it's, it is what it is. It was a match. Um, the right person won. Yeah, agreed. 
I think Rhonda was a celebrity attraction, much like these yeah. others. And she can go home and and chill and be with her fam. Like she don't got to do another year on the road. She had a moment. It's cool that her kids could see her again. Um, the new baby could see her, or at least she got the new baby, like you know, ringside or backstage during this journey, and she got pictures and. She can tell the baby, like, yo, I did this before you, but you were also a part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good family moment. Like, that's dope. And cool. She had her match. And Charlotte must pose. I didn't think the match was horrible. It could have been horrible. I didn't think it was horrible. It wasn't horrible. It was just there. And Charlotte wins. And now let's just see what's next. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for whatever's next. Because, yeah, it was just a placeholder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Ronda's I think Ronda's wrestling ability and her wrestling repertoire is expanding and getting better, but it's still you can tell when she's in the ring, it's still compared to someone like a Charlotte Flair, she's just very raw and it's just yeah. not there. You could still tell she was very much relying on like a couple of moves to get her through and even those you know, there were plenty of spots in that match where you're just looking and you're going, oh, okay. But the problem with, with Ronda as a WWE superstar is that her personality, you can make that ground up in wrestling and you can learn and you can get better and better and better and better. And that'll take time. She, she will never catch up in that in the personality department. She just, she just, her skills on the microphone, even as a heel, I don't think garner that kind of WWE superstar attention. She will always be like a name as an attraction, but it's not something where like a Brock Lesnar dominates so physically that they can make that work. Just doesn't, it seems like with Ronda, we're out of ways to get people to buy into her as a huge WWE superstar. Um, so again, yeah, the right person won Charlotte won. Um, I don't know what that means next for Charlotte, but it didn't make sense. Rhonda winning this at all. No. So I, I am, I am happy that Charlotte won. Charlotte must pose. They ended up being the quote unquote main event between the two women's matches, but you can clearly see there is a divide when you have two people who are like at the top of their game going at it together, having an absolutely ballistic match. And when you try to go for the name drops, yeah, because on paper, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey should sell tickets, but people are smart enough to kind of see through this. And Ronda is a known commodity. It's not like she's, it, this would be different if this was Ronda's first WWE match, be very yep. different. And she had that effect when she did stuff with Kurt Angle and Triple H and Stephanie. That was great. And her doing the jabs on Triple H was great. I think we're done with Ronda. So I hope this is it. Yeah. (laughs) I hope, I hope we're done with Ronda, but it was a match. It happened. Uh, Not, not anything to write home about. No. And then main event though, KO Kevin Owens comes out KO showtime. You know his guest is, but he comes. Shout out to the Canadians in the front row who were there for Kevin Owens. They were there. Trashing Texas. Just applauding his beloved Canada and being French Canadian at that. 
just being so happy and proud about he, this. He did stick that in there for a very specific he reason. He's not normal Canadian. He's French Canadian. He's French Canadian. Oh, big um, difference. And Stone Cold comes out and ro- rides around on the, the little four wheeler, gets into the ring. They do the KO show. And I was like, cool. KO's going to take a stunner. It's what we're here for. Cold, it's not what we're here for. We, I, I don't know if it was me or you, but I feel like we were predicting that someone would say ring the damn bell. Listen, I thought it was going to be a full match. I got a full match. I thought it was going to have outside spots. So at this point, Kevin Owens is like, I want a real match. I want a no holds barred match. I was like, oh, what? Stone Cold's like, let's do this. It's like, oh, shit. So we have a full KO segment which was probably seven minutes. And then the match itself was 14 minutes. The bell rings. And it went a lot like I thought. Trading punches in the ring. Someone rolls outside of the ring. A lot of outside of the ring spots. Now, did I think Stone Cold would take multiple suplexes? Or take one and give one? No, I thought he'd take one. And I think on the podcast, I said he would take a suplex on the outside. And Dre was like, what? He's not going to take a bump. Like, I'll go back and find that clip. But no, I knew he was going to take one bump. So he takes the suplex outside. I'm like, okay, there it is. And then they rest, they fight into the crowd, come back. Stone Cold somehow gets Kevin Owens on the four-wheeler, drives him up the ramp, <laughs> gives him back-to-back suplexes on the ramp. It's like, oh, adrenaline's kicked in at this point. The guys love it. Beats Kevin Owens' ass back down to the ring, gets in the ring, and it goes again. Oh, there was mud hole stomping. Like I said, there would be. Um, you get back into the ring. Kevin Owens looks at this point, like, cool. He has the spot. He's ready to go with the stunner. Nope. Reverse. Stone Cold hits the stunner. Kale's a wrap. Stone Cold wins, pins Kevin Owens. Beers flood in. Stone Cold stands tall. And it was a real ass match. After 19 years, Stone Cold wrestled a real match. And kudos to Kevin Owens. Because in 19 years, not one person, and money aside, right? Because, like, the money money's always there. Let me make sure of that, like, Stone Cold probably got paid well. Got the full bag for this weekend. In 19 years, no one was trusted by Stone Cold, by the company, by Vincent K. McMahon. No one was trusted to have a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. People took stunners. Shout out to Xavier Woods. Sold the hell out of a stunner. And Stone Cold has popped up in different things. He stood in the ring with Hogan and Rock. There's been moments. No one's been trusted to have a match with Stone Cold in 19 years because of his health, because of how he left. Kevin Owens was trusted to take care of Stone Cold Steve Austin by the people in the back, by Vince McMahon, by Stone Cold, to take care of him for 14 minutes. Speaks volumes. Guy's one of the best in the world, not only on the mic, but in the ring. And because of his greatness it allowed fans to relive something where we love the attitude era. We understand this brought us a lot of us into this. We're flipping people off, but we're like in like fifth grade, like fourth grade. We're trying to do stunners on people. We're doing DX crotch chops. We remember this vividly. My daughter is 16 and a half about to be 17. She was born in 05. She'd never seen a stone cold match. People drinking now, they got a Steve Weiser. They are 21. 
were born in 2002, 2001, never saw a Stone Cold Steve Austin match. They've heard legends. People have never seen a Michael Jordan match. Could you imagine he suits up for the Lakers or the Bulls? You put Michael Jordan on the Bulls. They're going to the playoffs. And you say, yo, Michael Jordan's going to play in this first, first round of the playoffs. Do you know how crazy that shit would be? Kids in Chicago have never seen Jordan. Kids now, a whole generation, have seen a Stone Cold match because one person was trusted enough to protect. It's amazing. Yeah. So the, the legend lives on. Like, it, yeah. it was a special moment. Absolutely. Uh, a really big weekend for uh, our, our two favorite Canadians uh, in, in the company. <laughs> we'll get to the, we'll get to the second one on night two, but you're absolutely right. Uh, as much as this, uh, this match was about uh, stone cold and stone cold uh, getting to have a moment 19 years later in his home state, Kevin Owens uh, did an absolutely remarkable job. And, and Kevin Owens you could tell was, I don't think Kevin, Kevin Owens doesn't really get nervous. And I think you could tell he got, he got nervous because he was <laughs> excited. This is stone cold, Steve Austin. You're sitting in the ring with, and then you're about to have a match who hasn't had a match in 19 years. And he's literally like when people think wrestling, you, the first two people that you think of are the rock and stone cold. And yep. we've seen the rock since we had not seen stone cold, Steve Austin since. And, um, so nervous to the fact that he was like, yeah, Steve, I fooled you. I actually want to match with you. And stone cold showed up with knee pads, Kevin. He was ready to bounce. <laughs> he was ready to go. He came with the dang stone cold knee pads. Uh, but yeah, stone cold being able to do, all the bumps on the outside of the ring and, and he was okay. And he was able to have a quality match. It was, it was, it was not something that looked out of place. It no. didn't look like this is the old timers hour. <laughs> this was still go wrestle a match. He legit wrestled a match. Is he going to be as good as he was in his prime? No one is. But Stone Cold got to have a moment and he got to kick some ass and he got to open some beers. And my God, did he drink a whole lot of beers during the match and after the match? <laughs> after the match. He, that, he was at least that 30 must, for the weekend. The that weekend. man went that man went 30 deep night one. Um and uh, uh yeah, I mean it was special. It was a it was a WrestleMania moment. It was special to watch. Um and I know there's always going to be an element of like, well, he went out on his shield. It was very poetic in that rock. And I still think you can view it that way and view this match as like the asterisks. Hey, he just got to have one more moment, kind of one more in one, one more spot in the sun in his home, in his backyard. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there are, there are ways that you can kind of look at this and go, you know, yes, his last professional match was 19 years ago in Safeco against The Rock. But he got to have a moment with Kevin Owens here, and Kevin Owens was trusted enough to do it that Stone Cold could have a moment here. And then shout out to Byron Saxton, who got welcomed into the ring <laughs> only to be stunnered. And and boy, oh boy, we're, 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 we're going to be taking polls for who took the best stunner uh, this weekend. I know it took um, the worst stunner. 
we know who took the worst, but you know, but and that's what I was going to say, you know, Hey, you know, it was great to see stone cold night one. Uh, surely that was all we were going to see from stone cold. Right. Right. Um, let's actually quick break. That's a tease. Love it. Quick break. Let's go through night two. Night one was packed. Um, we're of course fresh off of night two. Now we have a full four hour live stream. So I'm sure this one would go a, a little faster for everyone listening, but let's take a quick break. Come back right after this. If you watch on the YouTube live stream, don't go anywhere. Be right back. Like you'll still see us. Yeah, um, we're not going anywhere. Yes. But if you're on the pod, let's real quick roll through this um, little break. We'll be right back talking night two, WrestleMania 38. everybody listening to the pod we are back everyone on youtube you guys just kept seeing us so it's all good night two of wrestlemania 38 again if you want to experience with us live we have four hours of it up on youtube and on twitter watch throw it on watch along it was funny it was great producer called bay bay sat through this entire thing with me and doing the post show with me. I won the corner rumble. So this was my prize. You know, yes. <laughs> I had we... to, I, I ended up at WrestleMania and I, I or I'm sorry. I ended up at corner mania. That's it. And, uh, you know, it w- I, w- I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was that's a wonderful how it works. time. You, you know, win the corner had, rumble, you end up at corner mania. We had a, yeah. And obviously we're, we're doing this all remotely, but we had a, we, we had a great time watching WrestleMania night two. And, uh, now we get to, you know, we get to recap it all after night one. Yeah. Um, and boy, oh boy, a, a little bit of a, di- a little bit of a different flavor to this evening. Bit. So but very good in some of its own ways as well. Yeah. The, the pacing was different. I will say this stone cold match aside, which is actually not a bad match night one. And I hope this continues to be the trend night one. I was entertained in a professional wrestling sense. Night two, I was just sports entertained. And I'm okay with that. We were sports entertained in some like, very interesting ways. I, I, would, do. I would love for night one to be the workers' night. Give me like the best matches night one. Give me all that. And then give me Taker, Graveyard, just crazy Bray Wyatt. Final deletion. Yeah, Bray Wyatt and John Cena. Give me give me all the weird craziness. Day two. Give me celebrities. Day two. Like, I like that split. I'm okay with that because I know what I'm showing up for. Each day is very different. And if this is the model they go with going forward, cool. I'm cool with the cool down day just being fun and happy. Give me what I want on Saturday as a pro wrestling fan. Then you do whatever you want on Sunday because we're just goofing around, drinking, having fun. Cool. Next year when we're in L.A. for WrestleMania, I'm cool with that because I would be so tired from the entire week. I'm cool with just having fun on Sunday. I don't need anything like crazy to digest. So um, this one, we'll run down the match card and we'll see how long this one takes. It shouldn't take us as long because we just saw this. <laughs> um, Starting, opened up this opener better than yesterday's opener. Again, Booge gets injured night one. Yeah. Maybe can't, can't count that against him. But in this one, 
start off hot. Triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. RK Bro versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Everyone had great spots. Everyone had great showings. Even Angelo Dawkins hit his hot tag, got his suplexes in. <laughs> uh, he showed up. He shaved the beard. He just went goatee. He was very clean with it. Um, but Montez Ford is incredible, selling everything to the moon in this match. And then we have Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Just, again, the chemistry is incredible as a tag team. Alpha Academy and shoosh. Always great. Gable has hit another level in terms of character. Otis, at least he got chops and a goatee now. He's growing some facial hair back. Looks a little more menacing. Looks, so, looks, good, looks good as the bruiser in the tag team. That's Yes. I, I think they work as a tag team. I would love to see him get the belts again shortly because I think they're a great tag team to chase because the gimmicks, because of everything, they're obnoxious. I like everything that they're doing. So, um, but again, RK bro wins. They get their mania moment. I'm not mad at this. I'm not mad at Riddle winning. I would love to see the breakup, but I don't have to start storylines at WrestleMania. So they get their WrestleMania moment. And if you guys are watching our live stream, me and producer Cole Bebe have different ideas of when they'll break up and how. Uh, we won't run through his entire Undertaker. We, we're not going to do theory. the Undertaker part. No, 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 no. But it's in the four-hour live stream. That's that's wild, um, crazy land. That was called not enough sleep. We both think that they'll break up this summer. So, cool. No need to rush it. They get their moment. Riddle super over. That's all you think you had to see. All three tag teams showed out. Uh, Montez Ford hit the ricochet spot over the turnbuckle, which was incredible. That guy, sooner or later, he's going to get a solo push because he's money. Uh, yeah, great opener. Got me hyped for night two. Picked up where night one left off, and we're off and running. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you you you, uh, you bring old Randall Keith into a WrestleMania. <laughs> there better be some RKO's thrown. And let me tell you, that was the, that was the fun part of watching it uh, live together was you just what the crowd is clearly there for one thing and one friggin' thing only they're there to see some RKO's get thrown out and you just see the crowd when they see it coming they start to stand like <laughs> that move is so freaking over the moon how popular the RKO is maybe may, I mean like other than I don't know the stunner, stunner that's it it might be the most popular finisher of all time. Do we count the people's elbow? That's fair. People's elbow. It is the most elbow, electric stunner. move. It's yeah. more pe- pe- People's elbow, stunner. Like, we're talking this character. We're talking, I'll say, maybe not better. This tier. There is a, yeah. there is like an S tier finisher, and there are very few up there. S plus plus. Stunner, people's elbow, RKO. Randall Keith Orton. That's very uh, youthful of you, by the way, because that just made me think of like <laughs> my son when he makes me rank like random things. Sorry, yeah, A plus 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 whatever. No, just whatever the S tier is like yeah. S something else, and I was just like, it just it took me there. So S four stupendous um <laughs> the kids will appreciate that but yeah g- great match to open the card. Uh yeah, Montez Ford sells things great with his face. He saw Matt Real climb up the rope and his face looked um, and all, all I can say for that match, uh, since you already hit us with the shoosh is you got to make sure you hit him with the, Oh, thank you. 
um, and, and call it a day. Uh, way to go, Gable. Way to go. Way to go, Otis. Way to go, everybody in that match. I think we 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 predicted correctly, at least as far as on our WrestleMania preview show, that um, it was hard to go wrong in this match. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a good card match. It lasted as long as it needed to be. Good good opening match uh, for WrestleMania Night Two. Yep, everyone looked good in that one. And then a little bit of a letdown. Okay, a lot of bit of a letdown. Bobby Lashley versus almost almost has no gimmick. They were fighting over. They were for, fighting over a title, right? I see. I see. Uh, USA. They, no. there's a, they were. No. Uh, no, it's the baddest black man of the land title, uh, and that's that was what was on the line. And cool, like there's there's some like there's some prestige in that, I guess. Like it's just like. <laughs> You know, there's it's like Highlander. There could be only one. I guess. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's what they were fighting for. Um, Which so, of us can do a snap suplex? Yeah. Uh, so we have almost coming out. We're in a G unit wife beater. Uh, what can only be described as church shoes, and 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 a, and a pair of very very bootleg slacks. That is his wrestling attire. One one came to wrestle, one came to a board meeting. <laughs> yeah. He came, and this is this is a deep cut. Deep cut. But when you really don't want to go to church, and it's a black church, and they make you be an usher just so your ass shows up at church, <laughs> and you really gotta dress up, but you don't want to, that's how almost is dressed. When <laughs> When like as soon as church is done, they're like, "Yo, as soon as it's done, you take off your shirt and everything, yeah. but you still oh, got your done. slacks. Your your bottom half is still very churchy. Your top half is ready for a basketball game. That's <laughs> that's that's almost and his ring attire. Uh, so yeah. it's it's like when you, yeah you see all, all the people in, like the formal clothes and then they've got like the Jordans on right on the, the floor. So it's like, hey. Yeah. You know, you got business business in the morning, but you got to you got to you got to hit the That's court. It. So you, you take that dress shirt <laughs> yeah, off, man. that that whack tie, because you think, like because you know at this point you really can't even tie a tie. So you take the whack tie off, the dress shirt, and you're just going wife beater, slacks, dress shoes, and you're like, yo, what are, what are we doing? We got to go almost. That's yeah, that's that's that like three thirty p.m. after Catholic school. You got to walk home attire. Vince McMahon should know. Like, you can't sell a shirt off of that. Like, you can't have an almost shirt off of off that unless you're going to sell the wife beater almost. Almost. It's, you're going to sell the shoes. I don't know. It's all bad. That's not so, money. That's that's not money. Lashley comes out. Big entrance. It's like, damn, Huge. they give him a big entrance pyro. They put his, you, you mentioned on the live stream, they put him staring down. At AT AT&T Stadium. How can you lose after you get all that entrance? I was like, damn, they gave him a lot to make him feel good to job out to almost. He did not job out to almost. Bobby Lashley wins this match after hitting uh, weird spots and almost tries crushing his face several times. And then uh, hits a snap suplex. I thought he was going to do the usual Bobby Lashley, hold him up in the air. But uh, some people ain't that strong. (laughs) I mean, almost a big dude. Um, So, yeah, he hits a snap suplex and then hits him with a spear in the back. Or in like the kidney, and then a spear straight up, which apparently uh, would be a move we'd see later that evening. Apparently, it's, apparently the football tackle spear to like the side was a popular move. That that kidney is different. So it's different. Yeah, like we, we see that two spears and then a pin clean, 
and they've been building almost up. He had a year, year and some change with um, AJ Styles is in the tag team and all this stuff to be fed to Bobby Lashley. And I will say this because the old man Andres Hell is not here. It's over for almost like that's that's it. He is, but not over in the sense where it's like okay, he's not going to be on TV. He's going to be cut. To me, I, I just think he's taking. And I said this on the live stream, the big show's role. Like he's going to be the man that four people throw over the rope in every battle royal and Royal Rumble. They grab a limb each and they're like, ah, and then they eliminate him. And then um he's going to be the guy where new babyface champions face right after they win. So they can do their finisher on someone who looks really big. If you remember Drew McIntyre's win at WrestleMania, he beat Brock real quick. And then they brought the big show out. And he beat the Big Show for no reason. The Big Show hadn't won a match in four years. And we're and we're we're not talking like almost becomes like in prime Big Show. We're no. talking like he 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 goes to Big Slow immediately, as you said during the quick, live stream. Quick, like, fast, quick, fast. It's, it's, not, it, it, it's not even Big fast. Show now. Where Big Show like somehow got on DDP Yoga and slimmed down, and he was like he was like medium Show. No, no, no. Almost is going to full Big Show. Like yeah. Big Show versus Shaq at Mania, Big Show. Right. Yeah. Um, it ain't, ain't going to be pretty. So, not much um, you can say. And I, I feel like this was like a match that was like, really, this needed to be a match that was like made for like one big spot and get out. And it doesn't even seem like they felt safe enough to, uh, to pull off like that big spot. Uh, like it had to be that snap suplex, which like, again, very impressive. And that's no discredit to Bobby Lashley, but it's no. like a case of if Bobby Lashley can't do that, who the hell else is going to do that spot with almost. So you're, you're almost like, it's almost like he's going to get F5 by Brock. It's a little easier of a move, but like that, but that's what we're talking about. Right. It's, it's, it's Brock. Then that's, that's all you can like feed almost to, to get a moment out of almost. That's a problem. Because yeah. that's that's no. one that's one guy on your roster who can do that, and he's no. at the very tip top. No, Big E is going to get him with a big big ending at some point. Um, I hope he. I mean, Riddle may be able to get him up for a Bro Derek. Maybe, yeah. um, but I think again, I think we we both agree though that Lashley winning was for the better. Because we'll, we'll get. We'll get flat. to people who look very small being able to p- pick up people who are a lot bigger than them in the second. <laughs> uh, that is a tease. Uh, one thing we didn't do is they showed Gable Stevenson like five times. Oh, yes. On night one. We forgot uh, he came out and suplex Chad Gable. Yes. This guy better be Kurt Angle because if he's not, they have gone way too far i mean he's got everything he got he got the stephanie mcmahon personal um like the the personal like yeah he got sign off in in wrestling terms people not dirty mind he got the stephanie mcmahon rub where like she brought him out and like hey this is this is our guy there's uh there's something else we forgot to to talk about before uh, the triple threat tag match happened. And I guess we'll mention this briefly, but uh, triple H came out to start WrestleMania night two. came out in the suit and he still had the bottle of water and still did the water spit. Because if you're going to have a triple H entrance, you can't have it. And he came out with his pair of boots. 
Um, and he left them in the ring. Uh, I think doing the official, uh, the official sign out, the official retirement of Triple H's in-ring career. We talked about it all a lot on Sunday. It was great, a great conversation. Uh, just a shout out to Triple H and his entire 30-year career in the company. And there's more to come, I'm sure, as an executive, but what an amazing career for Triple H and a great send-off. Shout out to Billy Dixon, a wrestler as well. Amazing independent wrestler. Puts together great shows. Um, On Twitter, who tweeted... And I'll paraphrase it, but it was incredible. It was like Triple H's retirement is boss level because he still didn't have to put anyone over on his way out. (laughs) 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 He just comes in. Usually pro wrestling, you go out on your back, you lose. He went out on his back to no one. one. His own heart. (laughs) He put some boots down. He didn't have to get pinned. Nothing. He leaves on his own accord. And grateful that he's healthy. Grateful that he is healthy and okay. But that is the most Triple H retirement. No, it's pretty not, not a flair retirement, not a Sean going out to take her. Nope. Nobody's beating me on the way out of this. <laughs> Shout out to Triple H, man. He is an original. There's no doubt about it. And then next match, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Oh, boy. 15-minute match. I did not know what to expect. <laughs> when this said anything goes, I was like, all right, there'll be some shenanigans. I completely forgot. That Johnny Knoxville is on Jackass. And this lends to him taking crazy bumps all the time. Yep. So why would you not do it in the wrestling ring? This became a hardcore match instantly. And I was like, oh, this is how we get a great match. And Sami Zayn, like Kevin Owens did the night before, proves why he is one of the best in the world. Because he made this. One second. Oh, that's tough. I'll go. He made this match of the night. Oh, this is very close due to another sports entertainment match. Mm. Um, F it. This was match of the night. So first off, Johnny Knoxville comes in. Sami Zayn immediately. Luva kicks him. That's all I needed. I would have been happy if that was the end. You called it too on the live stream. You called it. You were like, man, I hope he just opens his match with a Huluva kick and just the second the bell rang. <laughs> right to the face. And then they go back and forth. There's uh, Johnny Knoxville turns the tide when he hits him with the fire extinguisher. Um, my wife's in fire protection. She would not approve of shooting someone in the face with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> but it worked for Johnny Knoxville. Uh, they go back and forth. Knoxville pulls out all the tricks in the book. And then they set up a, a table with mouse traps on it. There's a table in the corner that Sami Zayn puts Knoxville through. At this point, you're like, oh, Sami Zayn might win. No. Best part of the night, number one, Party Boy comes out. Party Boys, right, on Sami Zayn. <laughs> pops everyone. If you are 30 years old and older, and you remember the original like episodes on MTV of Jackass, if you go back before then, remember CKY, Shout out to all my skaters, all the weirdos in middle school like me. If you remember CKY and all that stuff, you popped crazy, party boy. And then during the live stream, you're like, oh, that's cool, but it's not like, it's like a PG-13 party boy. No, no, no. No, then party boy went full party boy. Breakaway shirt and pants. 
man banana hammock thong full party boy <laughs> Sami Zayn has to help him kick him get him out of the ring for a second they're like okay he could go back to Knoxville no 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 he finds Wee Man under the, <laughs> under the ring Wee Man comes better punches than Rousey you mentioned this and Shane O'Mac Wee Man's punches were stiff he is good so Wee Man punching on Sami Zayn throws Sami Zayn back in the ring Wee Man goes back in the ring Get Sami Zayn, scoop, slam on Sami Zayn. He scooped, slam Sami Zayn. Where he paused for a second. Like, do you see me lifting <laughs> this man in the air? And then turns him. Wee Man's scoop slam is the best Ooh. power slam in WrestleMania history. Hulk Hogan? In front of, you mean, you mean in front of 800 gajillion billion people <laughs> the Pontiac Silverdome? Get out of here, Hogan. You're out of the record books. We man slamming Sami Zayn has replaced that. Incredible slam. And then you know what? We man gets for his trouble? A mini huluva kick right to the face, which looks like a normal kick. Oh, and that slow-mo replay was nice. Yes, he ate all of that. Johnny Knoxville then takes advantage of all of this. Um, Ends up tasing Johnny Knoxville or uh, uh, Sami Zayn at a point. Um, Puts him from the top rope all the way through the mousetrap table, which we met at some point moved to get under there. And I was like, yo, I don't think you're supposed to move a table with a very specific spot. So the table moved a little further. So Sami Zayn had to jump even further into that. And then it ends with a gimmicked mousetrap that doesn't work. And Sammy and uh, Johnny Knoxville. Jo- Johnny had backups. He was ready. He definitely he was ready. Everything he, to make he the went right to the second, down. like to like the oh, the manual override. He immediately went there. Yep, so he is they planned pro. that well. Um guess the pin with the mousetrap again. This was a very poorly made mousetrap. Sammy Zane sold this to the moon. And that made it even better. And Sammy Zane held it like he couldn't get out until the fade. Uh, Johnny Knoxville picks up the win. In the middle of that, several callbacks to like Die Hard, just fans of Jackass. The giant, the giant hand popped you because you're like, why is he pressing the button? Boom! Giant hand slaps everything. It's like one of the best Jackass movie moments, like (laughs) of all time. Popped you on that. It's match of the night. Sammy Zane. I'm gonna. We're gonna go through the night. I'm not gonna fully commit to match of the night. I'm all in on it. <laughs> uh, but for uh, expectations versus what we saw, clearly whoever was producing this match, it was clearly done in partnership with like the jackass people. And like, you could tell like the heart and soul of jackass, which is a funny sentence saying that back. <laughs> um, Cause whatever that, whatever the freaking heck that means um, was in this match wholeheartedly and it sold the shit out of it um so you could tell there was a lot of love that was put into this and and an homage um and it had their fingerprints all over it which made it a special match the fact that those two which seemingly would be a logical connection but we got to see it on a wrestlemania stage and uh yeah credit to johnny knoxville taking all those bumps because he, he definitely took some stiff shots shout out to to we man taking a taking a stiff kick to the face. Um, yeah, that match far, far exceeded what it could have been. It could have been 
really awkward. Um, it wasn't, and I think to the 30 and over crowd uh, that remembers when Jackass was on television on MTV, even before movies, uh, that match was for you. Uh, and therefore that match was for us. Uh, and uh, that was, it was great. It was great. It was, as you said, we were very, very, very sports entertained from that match. Oh, very. That's, that's premium, premium sports entertainment right there. And again, Sami Zayn, one of the best in the world. Great job by Sami Zayn again. Uh, and yes. again, those Canadians who were in the front row for Kevin Owens night one, same people in front row for night number two. Shout out to those Canadians. And shout out to my boy, Big E. But one of his best lines is, y'all want your five-star matches? Y'all want your 30-minute classics? Not me. Not me. <laughs> Not me. I want to see Canadians and actors. Amazing. It was classic. It was, it was, it was great. It was oh. perfect sports entertainment. Exactly yes. the kind of thing that you're not going to find anywhere else in wrestling, but you're going to find it at WrestleMania. I, I mean, I've been to a few of Effie's big gay brunches, so I've seen some shit, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Like, this okay, this so, is pro wrestling at its core, but people don't want to admit that what, pro what wrestling is, is like very like Cardi business. And uh, I've been to a lot of GC. What, 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 what is it? We say levels yeah. to this. Yeah. Like you're gonna, this is the level of WWE. We're going to get to the funniest shit is like, now that you mentioned it, we'll go to the next match, but People are just like, yeah, there's pro wrestling, there's sports entertainment, which I, I say a lot too. So yeah, AEW's pro wrestling, WWE's sports entertainment. But wrestling, like real wrestling, is somewhere in the middle of both. Because you always had weird carny hokey matches. You always had gimmick matches. Like now there's death matches. You always had like super big hairy guy in like the 70s versus tiny guy who shouldn't do anything but he's fast as shit and like beats that guy like pro wrestling is built on the weird the absurd the the different it's it's built on Effie's big gay brunch one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life um actually no it happened at a Billy Dixon show and uh pro wrestling is burning I think it's called um and it was Effie versus uh, if Faye Jackson and the entire match was predicated on Faye trying to get Effie to pop a boner because <laughs> Effie is gay and Faye just has crazy amounts of ass and like her gimmick <laughs> is creep squad, right? And like sex appeal. And she came out in the uh tri call quest, but need apple bomb, like whole joint. And then yeah, the entire match, it was just like boner checking it. It'd be like, oh, did I get you yet? And, like, and then there's a spot on top of the bar where she finally caught on top of the bar. It's like anywhere, false guy, anywhere, top of the bar where she finally gets him and she gets like the DJ to play. Like the DJ Ramley starts playing back that ass up and she's just twerking on him. And he's like, no. And then like, he's just like, he's about to do it. And then like, he thinks catch a bonus. She hits the finisher. And then like, it's the greatest, like one of the best matches you ever see uh, on the indies. And it's like so ridiculous. It's, and it's sports entertainment, but that's real pro wrestling. Like that's ma- real matches wrestling. between two invisible participants. It, it, it's invisible all, man, invisible stand. It's all part. It's, it's all somehow falls under this umbrella. And that's you ask anyone else what happened to Janela spring break that year. They're like, ah, 
You know what they remember? Vince and the rest of the show was really good, but it that was, was that was something else. Let's wrestling at its core is a great deal of sports entertainment. Indeed. And and Vincent K. McMahon's been in it long enough to understand that. And as crazy as this old ass man is, and we're gonna get to that. He has seen and he knows more pro wrestling. We all think we're smarts. We all know we can book better than him. We know it's better for his company. He's done this shit a long time. And he understands at his core what wrestling is. Gets short-sighted a little bit. When you get a little older, shit gets a little weird. But at his core, the man's on to something. Um, Next match, Sasha Banks. Oh, Fatal 4 right? Tag Team Championship match, women's tag match. Uh, Sasha Banks, Naomi versus Queen Zelina and Carmella champions versus Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Sasha and Naomi's entrance, A plus, A plus, A plus. The the entrances for this match were just crazy, the, and they 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 kicked it off. Yes, um, Naomi, Lambo. a glowing yeah, Naomi Lambo doing the full glow. Sasha pulling out with the glowing Lambo. The tips of her hair dyed like neon green, so they glow. Um, perfect tag team work by them. Sasha knows how to drive a stick. I mean, this this is a woman of of many talents. I, I can't drive a stick. <laughs> Learning new things every day. You no, know, I'm telling you, she's just top tier, top tier woman there. Um, so they come to the ring. Then Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan come. Liv Morgan comes out full Catwoman, Halle Berry style, like very leathery. And then Rhea Ripley comes out. And I'm like, oh, no, this is just a dominatrix gimmick because she has like a weird, like, uh, what looks like bunny ears hat. And then, but no, lo and behold, she had bats on her thing. So she was Batman. And then there was Catwoman. Um, it was definitely a very um, extreme version yes. of of, yes. of, uh, of the, those characters. But they, they, were, they, they were in it to win it. And all credit to them, they were just... They were they they were all in and, Committed and to they the, owned it. It was great. Yeah, listen, they had a tag team look that's appreciated. They they matched gear. Yeah, and um, and I think I think good things on the horizon for both of them together. They work very well as a team. Yes, uh, and then we have Carmella and Zelina, who were tag team champions, but they didn't have matching gear at all, which never bodes well. Carmella came out in like a wedding gear outfit. Corey Graves went full Corey Graves on it. Um, good outfit by her though. It looked dope, like the all white and everything. Like Carmelo looked like a million bucks. And the mask. Oh, and then she put the mask on because again, full dashing Cody Rhodes gimmick. Like that's really dope. Um, match starts. Match is fine. Good spots. Don't for, don't forget uh, Natalia and Shayna ba- Baszler as well. Yeah, their their makeup was horrible. They but got they, they but they, they were just they Ronda were kind of just they were kind of just there in the match. Yeah, yeah, but they borrowed Rousey's eye makeup. It was very bad. Uh, even though Baszler, I, I liked her outfit, but it'd be better if like Natty matched it. I said this on thing with hearts on her gear and Shayna had the spades, but whatever. Maybe they're they're here for a good time, not a long time as a tag team. So why buy matching gear if you're not going to be together except to be thrown into WrestleMania together? Indeed. So uh, match, though, had good enough spots. Constant action, 10 minutes, 50 seconds. The right team won in the end. I don't have to go like too far in depth on this match. Sasha Banks gets her first WrestleMania win. She was 0-8. She breaks the streak. She had the opposite streak of Taker. She wins. Yes, it's only a women's title. Yes, the women's titles get defended like once every three months. 
I don't care. Sasha didn't seem to care. She damn near started crying. Um, bringing it full circle with Naomi, Team Bad is how Sasha broke out to the main roster. So uh, Naomi's underutilized. Um, I, I think universally people can say that. She's underutilized, and uh, she gets another WrestleMania moment. She had one in Orlando um, as well. So I like the tag team. Hopefully they defend the belts. They, hopefully they get TV time because these are two prominent women on the roster. Let's get them some good feuds. Carry on with Rhea and, and Liv or get them an, an, another feud. Or You know what? The Bella Twins, what are they doing? I think the Bellas would be great to come back and, and feud as well. So I like the way it's going. I like the the win here. And again, good matches, um, good tag team finisher by Sasha and Naomi. Nothing bad to say about the match. Yeah, it was fine. Um, again, uh, it was always going to be kind of a, a weird mixed bag. Cause again, we were tossing whenever you toss all of these people into the match and like, again, like four of them can't be in the ring at the same time. Like, so like other teams are tagging other teams. So it gets weird. So like those kind of matches, you're just kind of looking for how they can all kind of come together and, and create a couple of spots and kind of get in, get out, do their thing. There was a very, very good eight person spot in which uh, there were four people on each opposite end of the turnbuckle doing like the power, like two of them got power bombed while one got suplexed. It was good, good spot, very good spot in that kind of a match that you super superplex (laughs) indeed Uh, times two. Um, But yeah, I mean, a lot of, I think like we said before with the regards, the other women's match is just a lot of really good individual talent in this uh, in this matchup, uh, it's it's great to see Sasha get her WrestleMania moment. Uh, yes, she w- and she seemed quite quite thrilled with that. So that was good to see. Um, and again, I think like you said during the live stream, we don't know how many more of these moments we're going to get for Sasha Banks because Sasha is a super duper 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 star. Yeah, not only WWE, not only WWE, yeah, not yeah. only WWE, but she is beginning to transcend the sport itself uh and she is that talented so hopefully we get some more moments uh on the way there but we'll see we'll see how long that that uh that runway is at least having tag titles keeps her in the picture so yeah um and hopefully yeah i do hope that they work Rhea and live a little bit more because i think live is definitely trending upwards in in kind of a, a nice and slow, steady kind of kind of way, uh, I think her stuff with Becky was was very good. I, it seems like they definitely want to push her over, and it seems like the crowd is starting to buy into it a little bit. Um, her work in the match was good. Rhea is amazing. is is a star. Somehow need to get her in 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 some kind of more prominent fixture, like not a single title, but, but just she needs to be featured more prominently because she is, she's a, she's a beast. She's just like, she, she can do similar things to what a Charlotte can do. Yeah. And they need to figure out a way to take advantage of that before it's too late. Um, so yeah, overall, you know, it, it, it was always going to be that kind of a match of, all right, let's get in, let's get out. Let's do a couple of cool spots. And it was totally fine. Yep. And then we have uh, next up longest match of night two: Edge versus AJ Styles. Edge comes out, new entrance, new persona, kind of broody, you know. Oh, like, I'd say yes, I, I I like it. AJ Styles comes out, gets hit with pyro in the face, 
Starts bleeding. Before bleeding he ever immediately. Gets to the ring. Yeah, that caught him. It's already a stiff match before it even uh, began. Yeah, so Styles took it like a man, though. Got down to the ring. I was like, yo, listen, I got a 24-minute match to put on. Um, and it was slow. It was methodical. I I love the flippy shit. I love high spots. I love all that. Not every match needs that. This is, a, I said on live stream, it was like a very 04, 05, 06 style match. Like it, it was a lot more ring psychology than anything. I didn't feel like it was too long. I felt like it was cool. Uh, they picked it up and had their spots and moments. I, I thought it was a good match. My only problem is the way it ended. AJ Styles going for a phenomenal forearm, which would eventually get countered by edge by the spear which is a great spot everyone counters that phenomenal forearm with something like stop going for uh edge kicked out of a uh finisher earlier so that like cool um so i guess aj styles did as well so they both hit their finishers both were kicked out and then aj was like cool i'm going phenomenal forearm but then he sees damian priest new gear looking brooding on the outside, gets distracted, comes in, and that's when Edge is able to reverse the phenomenal form into the spear and win. I think that spot could have been done because it's been done before without interference. Um, and they're building towards Edge getting this faction with Damian Priest and who knows who else. Cool. I didn't need it. I didn't need that to start at WrestleMania. I don't need programs to start there. I don't, I don't need interference it put a bad taste to a match that I think were psych psychologically good enough to have a clean finish and ending. Everyone be happy with it. The shenanigans kind of ruined it. Yeah. I think, I think we were both in agreement that uh, it was definitely in a match with two such high profile people, I think, you know, and, and, and I think in some circles, you'd probably call it a dream match uh, between an AJ Styles and an edge. Um, and it had the right kind of old school pace to it where what it was never going too fast. We were working injuries, you know, we were working body parts and, and, you know, and kind of manipulate each, each, you know, contestant manipulating the other. Um, it's a very old, like, uh, it, I don't want to say old school. So like you said, it's oh five oh six. It's not that far back, but, yeah. um, but old school in the sense of not, not your, not your flippy floppy match. Yep. Uh, but but a good match. Um, and and again, like two guys that I'll pay to see face anybody in a ring anytime because uh, they've earned that uh, through the course of their careers. Um, as as awkward as the finish was, very 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 big for Damian Priest. Um, you can't pair him with a better person than Edge. Um, you know, I think that's a huge bump to him clearly means that they 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 have big ideas for Damian Priest going down the road if they're going to stick him with someone like Edge. Agreed. Um it is unfortunate that like that had to be like the reason he won. He is a heel. I get winning in you know mischievous ways. Um but yeah, I mean Damian Priest came out, he had like you could tell he had the eye makeup going on a little bit and and had the purple gear. Uh and yeah, looks a little brutish. I think we're getting not the brood, but a bit of a a bit of an updated version. Because the brood, the brood, as much as everyone loves the brood, it is a very much a time capsule. 
It is. Very you can't much redo all, that. You can't just redo the brood and have that be cool. You have to modernize it a little bit. Um, I think we're kind of working towards almost kind of like cross between brood and like a, a ministry kind of thing. Yeah. You know, where and a little bit of edge Vikings, like a little bit of edge Vikings. Yeah. yeah like, like, yeah. Which I mean, Hey, and, and I said this during the live stream too. I really appreciate that edge could just come back and play the hits. That's all he needs to do, but he is still looking for different ways to, evolve his character and he always he is someone who's very self-aware and knows his wheelhouse um and so i i think he knows like how far he can kind of venture out of that while still being the you know edge and i think this is this could potentially be something really cool especially if they add a couple more members i think they need a couple more i think they need a couple more people so i hope that it's people of the ilk of Damien priest who are looking for that next step to elevate themselves in the picture. Uh, and, and I'm not quite sure who that's going to be, but brood 2.0, let's do it. No, <laughs> just randomly veers. Finally. Let's, let's, yeah. Oh God. Could you imagine? Oh my God. No, uh, that, well, that I can't, I can't, I can't wait for uh Monday night raw and his match gets uh, canceled due to time. All right, we're on the clock. Yes, good, good tease. So, a match that was canceled due to time on Saturday snuck in a minute and 40 seconds. The entrances were longer. Sheamus, Red Holland, Sen Butch, and Butch versus the New Day, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston. Uh, shout out to Woods and Kingston for coming out in Big E's ring attire. <laughs> they each got it made. Um, shout out to Johnny, friend of the podcast, member of the Corner Rumble. Um, who made it looks amazing. They both came out just like Big E. Fortunately, the match was a minute and 40 seconds. And uh, New Day loses. Sheamus cheats. It wasn't clean, so I get it. Butch looks crazy. Uh, I don't know. Pete Dunn is going to make this work. Don't ask me why. I think it's a horrendous take. If he was Butch Dunn, I would give him a way better chance. Like, that's a decent name. But just being Butch, just Butch, is ridiculous. Um, But his craziness and outbursts at the end of matches, like Pete Dunn's going to make something work out of this um, before he leaves for AEW and has a way better career. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Potentially. yeah, that's, that's all we got to really say. I mean, anything to add the match was minute 40. We can't yeah. more talking. Only, about only two things I, I will say about it is uh, clearly uh, Vince McMahon watched a few too many episodes of Peaky Blinders uh, <laughs> before making Seamus's whole, group of uh group of friends and uh shout out to whoever made the 8-bit animation for the new day coming out uh yes. their like little animation before they kind of entered uh entered the ring was uh fantastic so yeah not much else to say on that match other than i uh, wish we got a small package from xavier woods best small package in the game small package shall make an appearance sir Show. um then we have pat mcafee versus austin theory <laughs> Pat McAfee can, can wrestle his ass off. Yo, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. The crowd, the crowd was hottest all night for this match, and whether it was when you bring the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, cheerleaders out, Pat McAfee full entrance, punt to the ball on his way down to the ring. One hell of a punt, had distance and hang time. He still got it. Went in the ring. Um, him and Austin Theory traded punches. You know, um. 
kind of went and dodged each other's finisher. There was like a punt for a second that missed. You tried to punt, yeah. Yeah, tried, missed punt and everything. It was like, cool. But there was a spot on the turnbuckle where Pat McAfee was going for a superplex. Austin Theory pushes him off. He does. He flips off of it, backflips off of it, lands on his feet. Austin Theory can't believe it. And instead of doing like the quick run up the ropes that most wrestlers do, Pat McAfee runs and jumps and lands on the third rope perfectly like a cat. And you're like, he, what the hell? And then ends up doing the superplex to Austin Theory. Like, yeah, no, nah, this man is, is stupid athletic. Why was he just a punter? Like, this is a, at this point, you don't question his wrestling accolades. You're like, my man, you could have done something more than punt. Like, or are all punters this ridiculously athletic? Which then goes to mean, like, how stupid athletic is like a J.J. Watt. Like, what could J.J. Watt do in a wrestling ring? So you, you start, your mind starts going, like, into whole different places. Um, but no, it's amazing match between them. Pat McAfee ends up beating Austin Theory with a small package. Let's go. Finally, he pops for the small package. Austin Theory couldn't believe it. I get that roll. Look, I get that roll up. Yes, uh, crowd pops for Pat McAfee has his moment. Mr. McMahon, he then challenges Mr. McMahon to a match. Mr. McMahon's like, "Oh, really?" Mr. McMahon comes in the ring. He takes off the button-up shirt. Black wife beater McMahon. All he was missing was the do rag from his uh, extreme days. He comes in the ring, clotheslines Pat McAfee a couple times. Austin Theory cheats, helps him. Nuts Vince against the gets pole. Only offense in on Pat. That's it. Pat uh, is relatively squashed by Vince in the match. Does three minutes and forty five seconds. A lot thanks to Austin Theory. McMahon then punts a ball into Pat McAfee's stomach, leading to him pinning Pat McAfee. <laughs> uh, not even in the face, just in the stomach. He pins Pat McAfee clean. Austin Theory. Vince then tells Austin Theory, "This is our win. You celebrate." Austin Theory takes his poses on all four posts. Super heel work. Austin Theory, again, lost. It's his first Mania. Kid's like 24. That's fine. Vince then found a way to still make him a great heel and get booed, and it feels like, okay, the kid wasn't buried. Then, lo and behold, Stone Cold Steve Austin music hits. Night two of Austin. I got ahead of myself. After New Day, New Day match was 140 because Undertaker must pose. He came out and did his entire thing again for like six minutes. Um, okay, that's an aside. That's where <laughs> we are. Stone Cold comes out for night two. Way, way more happy to see him than I was for Taker night two. Stone Cold comes down, you're like, oh my God, him, McMahon. He makes quick work of Austin Theory with a stunner. Theory sells it to the moon. Tim and McMahon, they toast. Someone on Twitter points it out. This is the first time Austin ever let McMahon actually toast and drink. All the time, when it hits his lips, the stunner comes. This is the first time Vince has actually been able to drink a little bit. Short-lived. Austin kicks him in the nuts. McMahon sells that to the moon. Too well, because now he's close to the ropes with the stunner. He has nowhere to brace, and he just kind of melts. After taking the stunner, he melts into the ropes. Austin laughs immediately, because he knows how <laughs> shitty the stunner is. He's on the ropes grabbing beers, laughing and drinking. Kicks McMahon out of the ring. McAfee comes in to celebrate with Austin. They share a moment. Beers on the turnbuckle. Everything is great. Crowd's going nuts. Austin, Texas rattlesnake, baby. 
Don't trust Rattlesnake. He's here for stunners and stunners only. That's it. Stuns Pat McAfee. McAfee rolls out of the ring, still continues to drink while on the floor, <laughs> barring the last little bit of beer. Theme of the weekend, by the oh. way. Please go search out. I've got, I hope it's made in gift form, but the picture is unbelievable. Meme I saw the gift of it. I, I've seen it, just him pouring. It's on the Pat McAfee show page. If you oh, guys good. go, they got it. Pouring the beer into his mouth. Impeccable after getting stunned. Stone Cold does what he does and celebrates and then goes to the back. Um, as a whole, extremely sports entertained. This is two separate matches, not one match. So it cannot be match of the night, which is why Sami Zayn is still match of the night. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Um, there was a whole, this went, I, I guess I didn't know what to expect but I didn't expect this. We got into like the wrestling multiverse here. We like entered a sphere that we did not expect to go. I think Andreas tweeted it out and, and he may have, I I think, I think he tweeted it out himself. He maybe retweeted, but I think it was himself. I think he compared it to fast, to fast and furious nine (laughs) in which like, yeah, it's like, Oh yeah, sure. Like send him to space. I don't fucking know. Like this, everything's batshit and, and everything's made up and the points don't matter. I but you still every, love it. That's it. But it was so good. It was, yeah. I mean, yeah, Pat, Pat McAfee was, was unbelievable. Um, and for him to, to nail that spot on the turnbuckle, I mean, you and I both were just like, oh my God, I can't believe he did. And flawless, flawless yeah. execution. Well done by Pat McAfee. I, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Always, a sports, always, a sport, always, sports I mean, the guy, I mean, he was having a great weekend the whole time. I mean, yeah. Friday, he came out to induct the undertaker and everybody in that in American airlines arena, no chance, no, no chance in hell. And he's like, Oh yeah. They still love my music. I'm, I'm, I'm grooving. I'm going to do the whole, I'm going to do this whole thing down the ramp. Yeah. Um, the fact that he like, it was great because he, he like, he saw Pat talking trash to him and he kind of like, he kind of faked it and then put like the suit back on and then immediately turned and started taking, like he played it. He knows how to ham this shit up. I mean, the guy's been doing it for his entire life. This guy knows what he's doing. Um, Got all offense in, which was great. Uh, Sold the worst stunner. I think any of us have ever seen, but but like, but it was kind of endearing. Like it was kind of like, bless your heart for yep. even just thinking like, I'm going to, I'm 75, 76 years old. And I'm going to take a stunner at WrestleMania. A for like, effort. A, just bless your heart, Vince, bless your heart for doing that. And as horrible as it was, you could still say that you did it right. <laughs> you crumpled over and, and Austin like was just like, I don't give a shit. That was awesome. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just stunned Vince, Vince McMahon again. Um, and then, yeah, Pat McAfee drinking the beer on the ground is an iconic image. Uh, he Incredible. was like, he was like both like stuff, like both happy, sad, surreal tears, but also drinking the beer. Cause what else are you going to do when stone colds out there? So yeah, you're right. Two matches. God, you, you might be right that the match of the night was, was Sammy Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. I think you're onto something. Uh, and not necessarily for match of the night in the sense of it's a five-star match. No, just, it was the most entertaining, yep. uh, but this, 
as two things combined was the most surreal experience like it just Crazy. kept get, it just kept going up in levels as the segment went on which is i guess is a wrestlemania moment that you're looking for especially when uh vince and stone cold are involved yep um and then we have the main event hmm. this might be the most shocking thing to me not the match played out but we, we entered a new space of wrestling <laughs> the total runtime in this match was 12 minutes and 15 seconds I thought it was going to go 25, 30. Um, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns looks like a million bucks coming to the ring. Uh, Lesnar does as well. Cowboy Lesnar, the entire crowd loves babyface Lesnar. Come to the ring. Paul Heyman does the intro for Roman, stares down Brock. Brock gets the mic, does his own intro, Paul Heyman style. Heyman shocked. Everyone pops for it. It's set. Roman can't be a bigger heel. Brock can't be a bigger face in this. And then you called it very early on. All they did was spam finishers. <laughs> I'm not sure a punch was thrown. If it's not a Superman punch, there was no punch. We had Superman punches, spears. Uh, what? Fives. F5s. Fives, suplexes. Suplexes. And one and one Kamara lock to throw things off. Yes, to reverse a spear. That was it. There were spears on the outside, spears on the inside, spear through a barricade. There was belly of backs here. There, like the suplexes were endless. Um, in the end, Roman Reigns hits two spears, pins Brock clean. And I mean, I guess there's a ton more we could say about this, but we let it play out and see where we go. Um, Raw after Mania and everything. I thought Roman Reigns was going to win. I thought he needed to win. Um, the right guy won here. Roman Reigns continues, and now we start again. Like I asked Dre, like, where do we rank him all-time heel work? Not only the match, not only the win, but the way it happened, the crowd booing him for the right reasons this time at a Dallas WrestleMania. Um, the guy's heel work is impeccable. It's just the question then becomes who's next or what's next and better not be Goldberg. But like, where, where do you go from here? Cause he's, he's cleared out a lot of the roster. Um, the other thing is, is since it ended early, people expected the rock to come out. The rock tweeted WrestleMania question mark two hours ago, um, which would put it at midnight when we started this pod. So as soon as Roman won, the rock tweeted WrestleMania question mark. And didn't show. It just went to black. Roman Reigns, both belts. I wanted The Rock to come out. I think that's another sports entertainment big moment. I'm wondering if they wanted Roman to just have his moment. As the man. No shenanigans for him. I beat Brock. I beat him clean. I don't need The Rock here. I am the star. The Rock can be another star whenever he comes in. Yeah, I think I and I think speaking speaking to that uh very point before going back into the match um yeah, I think uh, in a lot of his title f- defenses in this heel run, it has been I just won the title, I defended it. Big entrance from someone returning, whether that's John Cena uh to eventually fight him at SummerSlam, uh Brock Lesnar, 
coming back. Uh, I mean, he's, he's Ro- Roman. There has definitely been a lot of clips of Roman, like winning and then someone like giving him like a return pop and then him just being like, Oh, great. Doing Roman things. Right. But yeah, he has two belts. Um, I think, uh, I guess, yeah, I, you know, we shouldn't be surprised how this match went. Um, I, I, I do think, I mean, even going into it, going like it's the biggest match of all time was always going to be a mistake because Brock does not work the crazy 20, 30 minute classics. He just doesn't. And these two, whenever they fight, it ends up becoming a spam fest of finishers. Yep. Now, this was next level because we <laughs> entered a phase where it, we got like three or five minutes in and I started going, well, shit. All right, we've done all any offense that we did. As soon as Roman speared Brock through the barricade outside, it was all finishers. They they both activated the cheat codes that give you that unlimited momentum in yes. the video game. Like they had a game shark. Yeah, they hit Taking game it shark. Back. Yeah, oh yeah, they hit the game shark, and all of a sudden they couldn't. They could only hit finishers. Uh, to which then I came up with the brilliant theory in in the middle of the match, going, "Well, hold on a second. If you want to protect your finishers for your wrestlers, you do it one of two ways. Like you." stay uber protective of it. And when it eventually gets pulled out and you work a whole match to pull it out, that's great. Or you go completely chaotic and you enter another realm of wrestling in which it's protected because it's the only moves you're pulling off. Just it's never like, know it's, when it's going to end. It's the double negative. And, and, and we even, we even looked at each other when the match actually ended because that was the exact effect that it was. They just kept pulling F5s, suplexes, Superman punches, spears. I think I think Roman Roman was up to like five or six Superman punches. Uh someone Four was spears count, maybe. Yeah, someone was keeping count of Brock Lesnar's uh suplexes in the front row. I think he he got up to eight or nine. Um yeah, Roman got in at least three or four spears. Um wow. but like the match ended. And it was an F5. And there were two, I think he may have done two F5s. And we both looked at each other and like, I saw your face of shock. And why were you shocked? Because it ended. Yeah. (laughs) Finally, someone had gotten hit with enough finishers. So I guess, I guess you protect the finish by just unleashing all of them consistently as your only moves of offense. It's some multiverse bullshit. It's so crazy. But it's it kind of terrific. Works. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so crazy. It just might work. Now, does it make for a classic match? In my opinion? No. no. Is it the match to end all matches? No. So is my, it the greatest WrestleMania match ever? Absolutely not. No. Uh, and the end, at the end of the day, it's another Brock and Roman match. We've seen it before. Um, and, and so I think it was always a mistake marketing it, that match as that it was intriguing to know how it would end if they would give the belts to Brock or Roman. I think as time went on, it started making more sense that Roman continue his run, uh, because it is the hottest thing that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, that's what they've built. I guess we're building. I mean, I've heard Roman Brock for, I feel like a long time. I feel like that's always been a thing. Uh, am I super excited about it? Probably like if, if it hap if it 
happens and the road starts going that way, I'm sure I'll be excited. If it's a WrestleMania match, I'm sure I'll be like, I want to see how that works. I don't um, know if I need Roman and Rock for the belts, though. Like, Rocky doesn't need to be champion. Rock, like, Rocky doesn't need to be champ. Um, even though I think Roman goes over, but still, like, what does it add to that match? Well, what is it? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those where I go, like, all right, cool. Like, if it happens, great. Otherwise, like, you do have another problem, which is you've got two belts on Roman Reigns right now. And one got to come li- up off. Literally, no one can beat this man. 581 days no one can beat him who the heck's gonna beat him i and i truly don't know at this point i don't either money money in the bank is going to be an interesting roadmap for where we go we'll see uh, if uh yeah. someone like oh, cody rhodes cody rhodes a matt riddle i i feel like are the two favorites going into an event like that in yeah. my opinion I mean, just to take um, the belt off, like before then, like you can have a guy like a returning Big E from injury might get enough of a pop to beat Roman for one of the belts. Cody could work his way and get one of the belts. Um, just to make stuff even, Roman can just say, I don't like this shit and I'm throwing away one belt. Like, I, I don't I don't know. It's, and they have a tournament of such. Like, it's going to be an interesting way to view it um, going forward. But man, it was a great two nights of mania. We can sit here and talk about what ifs all, all day. Um, it was a great night two of mania, four hours on the live stream, two hours and 15 minutes of a recap. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys who stuck through everything. Man, we've been live on YouTube for six straight hours. I've been here in front of a, a closet <laughs> in Puerto Rico. Cole is in front of his guitars. I thought he was going to serenade us. Uh, but he's been I'll, in that same uh, chair At some night. point, I'll get the Nakamura theme. And, and I guess, <laughs> I mean, Boogs is, is out for a while. Yeah. So I guess I have, to, I have to start my next gig. Um, so I'll start <laughs> working on Nakamura's theme, and we'll get it going. Um, next man up. But a, but a pleasantly uh, surprising good WrestleMania weekend. And I think, yes. uh, you know, going into it, really expectations were very low, but I even think with those low expectations, even, even uh, like a very optimistic view of what this WrestleMania could be. I think you have to come away uh, feeling good. Um, and, and feeling like you got your WrestleMania moments out of WrestleMania. If it's supposed to be like a holiday of celebrating wrestling, this, this, you know, this entertainment that we love, um, and I think it accomplished that goal for the most part. Um, Worked. N- none of none of it's going to be. It, none of it was perfect. And there were definitely moments where you go like, ah, I'll probably forget that. But there's a lot from this WrestleMania that I think we'll remember. So next April first and second in LA, we'll do it all over again. All so over. Uh, now we appreciate everyone for for watching with us, listening to us this entire time. Shout out to old man Andreas Hale who was out being a dad, which is. Uh, the real WrestleMania moment. So Indeed. that is, yeah, that is very true. Yes. So shout out to him. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. Going to let him enjoy fatherhood. We appreciate everyone. We'll keep this short and sweet. Thank you all. Stay safe. Make sure you tune in later on in the week. Check us out on YouTube, um, social media platforms. Of course, if you guys are watching this kind of nowhere we're at, we appreciate you all. Shout out to producer Cole Bebe, who has been here with me for six hours, but he doesn't have to, when it's been a pleasure. Back home. It's so, been a pleasure. Uh, man, I appreciate it. Until next time, we're out. Baby.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.